All right, we're gonna talk about leads and we're gonna talk about leads in a different way than you're probably used to seeing. So for the most part, every plumber, even on our client list, is extremely reactive to getting leads today. And that's, that's something that needs to happen, I get it. But you need to put some initiatives in play to build leads that aren't phone calls, right? So the idea about leads is you need customers that you can activate. And when you can activate them, you can fill your schedule better. You can also build it so they activate down the road. So that's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about how to get leads that don't rely on Google and can build the foundations of your company so you can grow into a bigger, better company that is the de facto company in your service area. So let's get started. How do you get leads? Well, you get leads in a number of ways. So I'm gonna give you five different ways to get leads, and then we're gonna talk about what you can do with those leads. So these are not phone calls today. These are setting you up for the future down the road. So leads, let's define that. A lead is a name, address, and phone number. If you can contact it, it's a lead. Now the question is, is it gonna be qualified or not? And that means for the most part, residential plumbers, you're gonna need homeowners. So let's talk a little bit about some things that you can do to get that contact information that then you can utilize in a lot of different ways. All right, one of the first ones is just contests. This is so simple, but you can do a whole bunch of contests. So right now it's October. So think of something that would work for Halloween. And the one I came up with was give us the the horror story around the scariest thing you've ever pulled out of a drain. Boom. Now, what you do is you take that, you put it out as a Facebook post, and then you end up boosting that so it goes beyond your, your bigger network. And you know that these people have pulled something out of a drain, number one, which tends to be homeowners because other, other people are going to call a landlord or a father. But um, then what you end up doing is you end up giving them something for winning the contest. So everybody who gives you a horror story also has to give you their information, name, address, phone number. Boom, email as well. Always get the email. Email's super important, especially for what I do. And well, just in business general, it's super important. Don't ignore the email. I've had people do that. I'm like, no, no. So the other thing, let's move on to number two, drives. So this is a good way to be interactive, but also build goodwill, build a real relationship, not something that is pure fun and games, but something that actually has an impact in your community. When you do something like this, you're building such a strong impression for people. People love to give back to companies that give to them or their community. So drives could be food drives, school supply drives, uh, winter coat drives, things along those lines. A lot of times you can dovetail with things that children need. And I will tell you that the people who can give, if you are the pass-through and if you're willing to give them something for being a part of this drive, you can capitalize on it to get a lead. This might sound a little bit dirty and underhanded. It's not. It's just part of the equation. Okay, so if you were doing a uh, canned food drive, right? Bring your cans into our shop or put it out on your doorstep and we'll have one of our vans stop by and pick it up, which is a great way to get your vans more recognizable. Um, then we will give you X, Y, or Z and we'll mail it to you. So we'll give you 
you know, 50 bucks off your next service, might maybe, right? And then what you get is you get their name, their address, and their phone number. Boom. And so that way you give them something, they give you something, and then your community gets something. On top of that, if you really want to leverage this well, you would make sure that whatever you give them is something that can live on the refrigerator or on like the family bulletin board, okay? So what that'll do is that will build goodwill and it'll build interaction. Interaction is so important. You don't call people you don't interact with in your life. And you have to remember, business is a people-to-people -people business. All right, so then we've got straight up just giveaways. Have people register to win something. And if you do like, uh, we're going to give away this fancy faucet for a home or this fancy toilet if you really want to go bigger, um, you can do that. And that what that's going to do is automatically qualify those people who enter the giveaway. Well, there's a high chance that they're going to be homeowners because you got to have a place to put the fancy faucet and you got to have a place to put the fancy toilet. But um, this is something that radio stations have done for years, right? You, you're going to give away something, so you're going to get a number of people applying basically for it. One person is going to win based on the criteria that you choose, and then you give it away. But what you get in return is name, address, phone number, email. Another one is something that a lot of plumbers don't feel like they can do, but I disagree. This is something that we've thought about doing for our clients as well. It is educational materials. You don't want to go out for every call, to be perfectly honest. There's some that, yes, you do. And you're going to find, find ways to get into the, the, the home and see things that need to be worked on and let the homeowner know. And then you're doing them an even better service. However, educational materials would be guides for new homeowners about their plumbing systems, things that they need to think about in your region or just in general, like how to deal with this kind of a problem that is small enough that it doesn't make sense for you to go, but it would allow them some security if they had a quick reference guide of some sort. And I'll tell you, like a lot of people will take them up on this and what this is, this is a lead magnet, it's a freebie. You kick it out into the world and people download it or it gets delivered to them, you get the contact information. And a lot of these don't get read or utilized, to be perfectly frank, but people still appreciate that they're able to get it from you building the goodwill directly because you're just trying to be helpful. Honestly, it's the same reason why I'm here right now. So this next one I love, um, this one's cheesy. It's, and it's, it's really, it's kind of like another contest to be perfectly frank, a scavenger hunt for your vans. And I'll tell you why I love this one so much. It's because what you're doing is you're forcing people, well, you're giving people a reason to want to notice you. If you have a scavenger hunt, if it's like post a photo of you in our vans or just a photo of our vans on our Facebook page and we will give you X, right? You can give them, uh, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. You can give them a coffee card. You can give them um, a restaurant coupon, a food truck coupon, whatever. Small things. But what it does is it means the entire community is suddenly on high alert for you. Now you're not just a van that's driving by, you're the van that they wanted to see. It's wonderful. 
and not enough people take me up on this idea. So I would love to see you do it. If you do do it, please let me know. Contact me. I would love to see it and understand how well it worked for you because I think it's golden. Alrighty. So now that's some ideas. But the question also becomes, what do you do? What do you do with all these leads? So you have to remember that phone calls are leads. Those become customers. But you shouldn't let that be the only interaction you have with these people, right? You need to ask them for a review. Then you need to keep reminding them that you're there and offer them memberships, maintenance agreements, and things like that in order to build your business. Don't forget about those elements of running a business. But... Now, if you've taken me up on all these ideas, you're going to have another bucket. This is a bucket of people that you haven't serviced before, but you have their information. Information in this world is huge. Why do you think Facebook and Google are free? It's all about information. So if you become the kind of company that now has an information bucket and you're like, here's a bunch of people who are relatively qualified. What do we do with them? There's a number of things you can do. I'll give you my marketing brain ideas. One, well, you could call them. You call them and be like, hi, wanted to let you know about our membership program. Do you have a moment? No one likes to do cold calling, but you'd be surprised at how effective it can be. Another idea is to take all of their emails, upload it into Facebook and Google, and you would have to make sure that you had proper, proper opt-in measures for this upload it to Facebook and Google, and now you have a customer list and you can advertise directly to those people or you can advertise to people who are similar to them. In this case, I would probably just go for advertising direct because you're already gonna have another customer list that is more qualified for people that are similar to them. That's called a lookalike or customer match audience on those platforms. A little bit complex to do, not gonna lie, but powerful. So, but if you take those people who've never serviced you, now you're not shouting into the void to everybody. You're just shouting to the people who have interacted with you, which is a much smaller target, which means it costs much less money to get the pull that you would need with them. And you're already making waves because they've interacted with you in some case. So um, that's another thing that you can do. What is the like the least impact thing you can do with your business on these leads though? What is the one thing that you can do that not enough companies do that doesn't take much energy? Send them an email. And I'll tell you what, I don't even care if they open the email. What I care about is that you sent it and they see your name in the inbox. That's it. They see your company name. That you have to remember is an impression and it's an impression in a a very protected space for a lot of people and a place of alertness. So once a month, write yourself an email. We do it for our clients, but you can do it too. Write an email that just says, hey, we're moving into this kind of a season, make it applicable. We wanted to make sure that you were thinking of X, Y, or Z, right? Here in Alaska, it's October, things are cooling off. We're gonna hit freezing weather soon. Woke up and there was snow today. What that means though, is that people need to be on alert for frozen pipes. They need to make sure that they've got their hose bibs all taken care of on the outside of their house, that they have their you know, garden stuff all synced up, put away. But it puts people on alert for things like frozen pipes and how cold their garage is getting or their outside walls are getting or they're going to run into bigger problems. So 
That's a heating issue primarily. But you could also use it to say, hey, maybe now is a good time to get your plumbing inspected before things get crazy with the weather or since, you know, kids are in school, which actually happened last month, but kids are in school, you've got a little bit of quiet time around the house. This is a good time to have a contractor come in, make some noise without you having to figure out where the kids can and can't be. Little things like this add up. So moral of the story out of all of this is you can be the kind of person who just sits around and waits for a phone call, or you can be proactive about your business and actually try and get contact information and interactions and leads. What that will do is it will mean that people avoid Google subconsciously. They know that you're out there. They want to interact with somebody that they know more than they want to interact with Google. I will tell you that because Google requires them to make a choice. They get a list and they have to go, who do I choose? But if you can help them make that choice before they ever need a plumber, then guess what? You get the phone call, you fill up your schedule, and that's how you get leads for a company without relying on the phone to ring. This is a very simple thing that builds a small business into a much larger business. All it takes time, energy, a little bit of marketing for them. So if you want to talk about this stuff in relation to your own business, guess what? I do consults. I do them for free. They're really designed to give you a path and some ideas around marketing more than they're designed to turn you into a client. If you want to turn into a client, cool, great. If you don't, that's okay. If you would like to schedule one, go to mammothforplumbers.com. I'd love to talk to you. Hope this has been helpful. Take these ideas, run with them. They're yours. I don't need to keep them. I get ideas all the time. I'll talk to you later. Thanks.